Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. And uh, Waco did not disappoint yet again. Waco is wacko. Yeah, uh, well, so <laughs> it's, it's weird because like you look at the results, which we'll talk through really quick, really quickly. Um, <laughs> and when you look at like the winner, that's normally where Waco is wacko. But yeah. this year, it was everything but the winner. Well, on MPO, yeah, it was an MPO. Yes, FPO. I guess it was. Wasn't crazy, but it no. was a different winner. Yeah. Uh, so NPA results, we had Paul McBeth taking it down uh, over Luke Humphreys in second, and then tied for third, Chris Clemens and Joel Freeman. Uh, and then on FPA, we had Valerie Mandahano take it down, Kristen Tatar come in second, Katrina Allen came in third. Um, before we get into talking points, let's really quick go over uh, the points that we all accumulated. Oh. Uh, Dark Horse, I get Alex Russell yeah. for my Dark Horse pick. Good Great pick. job. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but let's go ahead. Connor this week actually Chandler ended up Fry, never again. Connor ended up winning <laughs> Waco uh, points wise. He got three Heck points yeah. for picking the MPO winner, correct? And then he got four points for the FPO top three by picking, I believe it was Christian Tatar in the correct place, and then one other uh, Katrina Allen in the top three as well. So Connor gets seven points for Waco. When you add that to the six he was bringing in, he's now at thirteen points overall. Boom. Yeah. Trevor got one point for having a correct person in the top. Th- Three of MPO, two points for having two correct players in FPO, neither Wait, in the right was spot. The top three of MPO: Paul McBeth, Luke Humphreys, Chris Clemens, Joel Freeman. It was Clemens that snuck in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Two points for FPO for having two right players. So you got three points for Waco plus three you had coming in. You're at six points overall. And then I had one point for having Paul in my top three. Zero points in FPO. Great job, Hunter. Oof. Well done. And then you two, didn't have Val. No, two points for my dark horse pick. I think I talked her up, but then didn't yeah. put her in my top three. Loser talk. Uh, right and then two points for the dark horse pick, so I also get three from Waco, plus my six coming in. I'm at nine points overall. Yeah, I'm not worried unless I get like 30 points down in this thing, because literally you could have a week where you like get like 10 points just casually. Like, oh, yeah. you, can, you can make up a lot of ground really quick. You can also just get blanked. Although I don't like... I might, I might as well just start picking Paul to win every time. Because, like, there's got to be, like, an analytics here. If you go off of, like, last season and if you just pick the same top three every time, like, I wonder which top three was the best one to pick. It was probably, like, Ricky, well, Eagle, Paul. last year it was probably, like, Paul, Eagle, Rick. Yeah, or Paul, Eagle, Calvin. Well, no, Paul didn't win the most. It'd be based on who won the most. Yeah, so I guess it'd be Eagle, Ricky, Paul. Yeah, that's something. what I'm saying. Like, but I'm just you, thinking top, like, if you get those three players in your top three last year. But this year, I mean... Putting Ricky and Calvin in a top three is terrifying right now. Yeah, they're right. I really wanted to go crazy for for Waco and say like Gannon takes it first place, which didn't doesn't look crazy. When you did put Gannon in your top three. I did I put him in my top three. I had him in there as well. I'm glad. I'm gl- glad I okay. went, went safe with Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul, uh, Paul looked in, incredibly good out there. Um, yeah, it's same old, same old. Like other, like Paul had like one. You say it's like it's so boring. No, like it's Paul had like one dip in his career around like 2018, right? That was the year. 2016. It was 2016. 17. I don't know. Anyway. 18. Well, I wasn't. He wasn't. Paul, there was one year. What was the 16. year? 2016. That was his back injury year. Okay. Where he was straddle playing. But like, I'll, and even then, like he still won a, a good few events. But like. He just doesn't really, he's pretty consistent. Like, you just, you know what you're going to get. And, like, when his game is as good, looking as good as it is, like, right now, like, he's hitting all of his lines pretty much. His putt is is definitely good enough. It's it's pretty solid. I just don't, I just don't know who's going to beat him, especially at a course, at courses like this. It's one thing we just get to wide open courses and the scoring separation goes down the toilet. But at a course like this where... He's just not taking the blow up holes that everybody else is. Like he's never gonna lose. He's ever. just Paul is just always a safe pick. He's always the kind of pick that you want to bring home to meet your parents. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, in the past, it seems like Paul would have he. Well, if you go far enough in the past, he started off good. But recent past, he would have yeah, a rocky start. Slow, yeah. And then once we get towards the like mid Midwest East Coast swing of that's, like the Northeast, that's the crazy that swing thing? is that's when Paul normally picks up because like. Last season, for instance, you're almost three quarters away into the season. You're like, man, what the heck's going on with Paul? And then he goes, win, win. And you're like, oh, he might have had one of the better seasons. Here's the thing. Yeah, if Paul can scrape up early wins this year before getting to the East Coast swing and the fact that there's three majors this year, and one thing is certain is that Paul is in a major, 
he's going to almost win every single time. Well, there could not, be four majors. European Yeah, if they, there could be four majors. So, like, I have a hard time believing he doesn't take two of four majors. Well, because Champions Cup is at W.R. Jackson, which Paul has historically played very, very good at. Um, yeah. The only player that beat him technically was when at Worlds... Um, well, I mean, he's he's lost the. It used to be the Hall of Fame Classic. He's lost that event before to like random people. Like Adam Hammes popped off. I don't know if he won it, but uh, Michael Johansson used to always be up there. But Paul was always in contention at WR Jackson. He lost Worlds there, but they're also playing the Fort, and Ricky won that. But um, European Open, Paul is notorious, Dominant. very good there. USDGC, Paul's always in contention at, except for one year he came in like sixth. I mean, he won. So. Uh, he just won this year yeah. though. And then Worlds, Paul is always in contention no matter the course. And Emporia, but he's Emporia, good there. he's good there. He did lose Worlds last time he was there, but again, mm. it was it was to Rick. Revenge, it's a revenge game. Though. Um, yeah. So, I th- it's it's hard because this is Paul's first tournament against the full field. He did play Memorial last week, but Memorial kind of tells you nothing because it's not like any real courses you face no. on tour. It, it's just like when you it, there are times where you can look at a player. And they just match up really well with the course. Not to say Paul doesn't with Waco. And like, so like at Las Vegas, like we can watch that event and be like, okay, well, this player matched up well. This course is pretty open. Like, let's not get too hype. But like at a course like Waco, and when you watch Paul's game, everything that's happening that he's doing correctly applies to any course. He's just hitting lines, controlling his angles, playing the wind right. He's making putts from everywhere. Like, that that game, if he has that game, that applies to any course. Yeah. The only way you're going to beat him is really if you outthrow him. And there's not a lot of guys that can even do that. Well, that's the tough with. part is some of the players in the field that if if Paul is at his best, because we've talked about parity, right, where there's a lot of players who their best is now competitive, right? But there's still an echelon of players that at their best, there's the field can't catch them. Right. Paul, Paul is one of those players. Paul is the the, the other player, players. Ricky, Eagle, Calvin, right now. Dickerson, I think you can also throw into that list. Yeah. But Eagle, not there. Ricky and Calvin, two events in a row. Haven't. What is going on? Yeah. I, it, there. It, they're playing, if you look at it objectively, of just like any player. They're playing fine. Any player would take their seasons up to this point. Any player would take their first two events. Very happy with their first two events. Very weird. But when you take it, Ricky and Calvin, two players you expect to be in contention every week, or yeah. at least trying to be. And Very two, weird start. And Calvin especially. Ricky too, but like Calvin and Ricky were like my one-two punch of consistency. Yeah. Especially Calvin. I think it was a couple seasons back now to where like he finished outside of fifth maybe once or twice. Like he is, he was kind of that guy. He wasn't winning a ton, but like he, he was, was always, always on the doorstep every single time. Ricky is kind of the same way. Like Ricky has always been my like, if there's if I have to bet on one guy to win, it's going to be Ricky because he just seems to always give himself a chance. It just hasn't quite been there. I, Ricky's game, he looks frustrated. Uh, he's just not quite hitting lines the same way. He's missing putts that he doesn't really miss. I, he just he just hasn't found his groove yet. Which is so, it's weird to me because like uh, normally you'd be like, oh, it's the discs. Immediately like, oh, he's switching new sponsor, all this stuff. But we do have to remember like Ricky's got two world titles with these discs. Yeah. And he also went back to daggers, which is what he like established how good he was at putting. And like realistically, when he left Daggers and went to KC Pro Aviars, he was nowhere near as good as a putter as, what he, as yeah. he was with Daggers. So in my head, I was expecting Rick to come into the season and just be filthy with Daggers again. And and you might, I mean, it was years a few years back now, so like there might just still be an adjustment period. And th- like it does take a while for it is golf, so there is so much randomness. Paul could finish fifteenth at the next event. We do have to like the season has to unwind a bit before you can really start developing like season season wide narratives. But you know we're here to talk about the early signs. We're not going to just ignore them. And right now it does seem that there's a lot of good players that aren't on their game. I mean that look you look at that leaderboard and and Dickerson. You know he's that he makes sense being up there. Luke Humphreys. Let's talk about Luke Humphreys. Yeah, absolutely out of nowhere. Like. I, I don't know, like where where was he finishing last year on? Tour? I don't know. So to start the year off, he went fourth at Vegas now, and now second at Waco. If we go twenty twenty one, let's just look at the same tournament. I'm sure, those are his um, best finishes probably. Vegas, he came in seventy third, and Waco, he came in sixtieth last year. Most improved player so far. And it's not <laughs> even close. What kind of turnaround is that? He came and in thirty third at the Open at Belton last year. So we'll see if he can f- 
continue that his, his start. His but. game too is not overwhelming. He just kind of it's a simple game, and he just kind of executes and doesn't get himself into trouble. It's tough to really put your finger on what he's doing to like gain all those strokes on the field, but he just kind of hangs around, and he did that for most of the round yesterday. Yeah. His Very best, impressive. His best performance last year was 10th at Portland Open. Wow. So he's already bested at twice. Yeah, that was his that was his best performance last year at like a well, I hope he at an elite up, series or major. Because he's, putting up, he's so, putting up a heck of a season right now. Yeah, I mean, very impressive start for him. But I mean, looking at Waco, Waco is typically the like a place where a lot of weirdness happens. And we've also talked about like this is going to be, a, we feel like, a year of parody. Yeah. Um, obviously, Paul winning, that's not weird. And that could be something that like maybe Paul is the the non parody person of the year, if that makes sense. Like he's the person that's able to still be the the guy you expect him to be. But let's just blur Paul's name out, right? Let's act like Paul didn't win. Okay. Well, yeah. obviously Paul won, but we'll look at basically the rest of the leaderboard. You go Luke Humphreys, Chris Clemens, Joel Freeman, Thomas Gilbert, Aaron Gossage, Kayla Visca. Isaac Robinson, then you have Chris Dickerson. Crazy mix. Then you go to Alex Russell, Nico LaCastro, Charles Moore. Then you have James Conrad and Ricky. Then you go Mason Ford, Kyle Klein, Lori Lettinen. Then you have Calvin Heimberg. Yeah. <laughs> then you go Matt Bell, Bradley Williams. Then you get to Kevin Jones. Like so, And then Clay Edwards, Linus Carlson, Andrew Fish, Justin Rozak, yeah. top 25 crazy, finish for a team foundation guy there. Uh, but it's like all over the place. And then, I mean, if you scroll down, talking about crazy leaderboards... You, you scroll to, towards the bottom here, and let me just find some names like Paul Ulibarri, 102nd place. The heck? The Texas swing is not kind. There's a reason that like Eagle is avoiding it. Yeah, Adam Hammes. Adam Hammes, 77th. Jordan Castro, 77th. Corey cl- Ellis, 70th. There are clearly players that are... Colton Montgomery won two years ago, 70th. Yeah. Clearly there are players who have just acknowledged that the Texas swing can just be so unpredictable that like it's not even worth their time. But well, I mean, but then you got players like Paul Eagle, for instance, says it's about his elbow and how many forehands is required. Drew is in the process of moving. So it's convenient. Yeah. I mean, it, they did shoot. They did pick. Well, yeah. Even Eagle is, is Eagles say- playing tournaments and did pick to skip the Waco or skip the Texas swing. Drew is also did pick when to move and pick the yeah. Texas swing. So I don't, I don't know as bl- much if as you they had have, to pick a time to miss. I don't blame yeah, them. That's what I'm saying. As much as they do have like legitimate reasons to miss, they also were intentional They're, about what they missed. Like if you look so at the tournament you schedule look at and you're like, hmm, Waco is where like it, it's always just an absolute toss up as to who's going to win. And like if, if I come in first or like 60th, like it, it's a wild west. Yeah. Well, we talked through it's Ricky. We talked through Ricky a little bit, and Ricky's got at least an excuse to fall back on on new discs for as now. To, you didn't but you have, have too many weeks left of that. But Calvin, what what's going on with Calvin? I don't I mean, know. He's got the same bag. Wasn't on camera, so I. Couldn't really <laughs> but that's tell what you. I'm saying. Is like what? There's not really a, I, a legit excuse for Calvin. Of did like, it look like? Well, it's sorry. one of it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Did it look like whenever Ricky was throwing? Did it look like it was mainly like him missing lines, or did it look like his discs either hyzering out or flipping over? Mm, I think I, I didn't see a ton, everything. but it seemed like I think I saw quite a bit of line missing. But also at Waco that you just wouldn't expect. At Waco, yeah, if okay. you're off okay. at all, like there are more shots you see at Waco than any other course to where the disc misses the tree by like a millimeter and then it's parked. Like you have to be so precise. Calvin though, like Calvin is one that I'm okay with. Like I'm not going to say anything about really about Calvin because he played well at Vegas and then he's had like Waco is weird. Calvin played well at Vegas. Heimberg. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. He did okay. He had one bad round. What? Calvin Heimberg had one bad round. Yeah, where he missed like literally every yeah, putt the he's rest ever of, seen. Yeah, okay, but the rest of the tournament he did he did fine. And he ended well, up that's like the thing is like, what are we, 10, are we talking? Are we talking okay for any player? Are we where talking, did he finish? Are we talking Calvin Heimberg? I think okay? he was like pretty high up there. Vegas? How did he come in third? Third. Okay, yeah, you were overdoing that. I was like, I thought I was stupid. I was like, I'm, oh, it's because it's final round. Yeah, that's okay, what I'm saying. I'm third round. Yeah, third place. All right, Hunter, making me look stupid over here. <laughs> I mean, I. I I can't be the only person that felt like Calvin Heimer. It's because sucked. the camera was constantly on him blowing up that third round, but it wasn't as bad as everybody thought that third round was. It was pretty bad, but the rest of his rounds were all insane. 
Yeah, that's true. So that's very valid. That's what I'm saying. Calvin, I'm not. All right, I'm back on Calvin train. Yeah, I'm not going to say. I just really, Waco. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything weird about Calvin. He had a, it wasn't even like he had a disastrous time at Waco. It just wasn't good. No, that's just Waco. Yeah, so we can I, just chalk that up to Waco. So yeah. Calvin's still Calvin. Screw <laughs> everything. You know, Hunter, let's restart the podcast. That's crazy, man. The the network had you thinking. They did. Calvin I, had a, I thought the that Calvin had like. like uh, well, we're two weeks removed from Vegas, so I completely <laughs> forgot results. All I can remember out of Vegas is watching Calvin miss putts. And I'm like, it's I can't true. believe he's missing. It's true. <laughs> and so I was like, he must have sucked at Vegas. But he didn't. He came in third. Yeah, Never mind. You know what? Forget everything. <laughs> I know nothing about this golf. Yeah. Y'all already know that. Uh, all right. Well, we're fine then. Everyone's, everyone Rick, calm down. Everybody calm down. Both Ricky's of you fine. calm down. Calvin's fine. Okay. Let's just, Listen, everyone. Man. I know y'all had. Let's wait till we get out of Texas. Y'all swing, had outrageous man. takes. Let's just wait till we get out of Texas swing. <laughs> Calvin's probably going to win a major this year. Honestly. I I do think the major will be the first time we get a really good look at the field because everybody's going to be on their like highest concentration. So like that will be an interesting one. I'm glad we have a major early in the year because if the leaderboard still shakes up crazy weird. And I will say like I got our majors last year, Worlds and USDGC. You do see some interesting names get thrown in there, but a lot of times the best names do tend to rise to the top in a four-round major. Is, is Champions Cup going to be four-round? Yeah. In a four-round major, a lot of times, especially a WR, tough course, but but not crazy tough to where it's random. I'm very, I'm much looking, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Should be great. Now, on the FBO side, Valerie Mandahano is incredible. Yeah. I mean, she hit great putts throughout, especially the final round, clutch putt after she clutch putt. She was cold that final round and everybody then, else was yeah, whole, blowing up. A lot of other players in FPO seem to be like passing around like, you win, you win, you win, you win. Like, I don't, I have the lead, I don't want it, I don't want it, yeah. you take it. Valerie Mandahano though, especially like hole 17, that upshot on 17 was, was probably cold. one of the best shots of the weekend, period, across all competitors. That was stone cold. It was incredible. Uh, just through like a hyzer flip, slow turn, fade out. It was, and 17 such a tough hole. Yeah. Um. So Val, very impressive. Evelina was throwing the disc great for two rounds, but her putting was just—it's something else. Yeah, Evelina's putting was downright shocking, and I relate because I have been in these shoes, like in competitive rounds of disc golf, to where your putting is so bad that you know, you know, you're not going to make anything. So you can be—you can be a good thrower of the disc, like Evelina. But when you know that you're not making birdie unless you're under the basket, it's just going to make it even more hard to throw because you're under that pressure. Just not a good place to be. Like the best place to be in disc golf is to where your putt is confident, even inside of like 25 feet, to where like you can throw that shot to 25 feet off the team and be like, okay, that's a birdie. Like that is where you need to be. It was hard to watch. It was like I felt bad for the commentary team because like I didn't really know I wouldn't know what to do in their shoes because. You hate to see it, but at the same time, like it is part of sports, like watching people crumble like that. And part of it's like, wow, this is just crazy to watch. I hope that she can gain her confidence back, though, because like that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It sure helps off the tee if you have a little bit of pressure off your tee shot, knowing that you can make a 25. Yeah. Well, and it also it also helps your putting knowing that you can make a 25. Yeah. Well, that's very true. I mean, you, on that course, the greens are so fast and so kicky and bumpy that you're going to have comebackers if you run putts because they're going to they're going to slide, they're going to roll, they're going to skip away. And even like that's the other thing about that course is you talk about having to be under the basket. That doesn't really happen a lot because everything slides right past it. Like there yeah. were every good tee shot on that course on those par 3s in the woods was sliding to 25 feet on the edge of the woods. Yeah. And that's where you had to be able to make putts from. And well, Val was making them all. Yeah, well that's crazy. So Evelina if you look at the stats, she lost by 10 strokes. Okay. I really wish she would have found a way to win. Yeah, that would have been fascinating. Like, she lost by 10. She was still able to come in the top 10. Uh, one over par for the tournament. Lost by 10 strokes. If you look at gain T to green, she had nine exactly nine strokes on Val. Gain T to green. Wow. That's that. Right? She led the field by... Val was second in gain T to green. So that's how good Evelina was throwing the disc. Evelina she had led the field. 23.39 strokes gain T to green. The second place gain T to green was Valerie Mandahano at 14.37. So, Evelina was just towering above everyone how she was throwing, but gained putting. She lost 19 strokes to Val. Now, there it is. Wow. That's it. That's, that's the whole story. Show, putt for dough. She, wow. Evelina lost 13.99 <laughs> strokes to the field in putting, and Valley Mandahano gained five on the field in putting. 
Because, I mean, insane. Evelina ended up 17% C1X putting and 0% Circle 2 for the tournament. Is that the... Yeah, she was the worst putter in the field by... It's not even close. She was the worst putter. She had 17% C1X. The next closest is Natalie Ryan at 32% C1X. So, I mean, it's not even It's not even like it's close. I mean, I don't... Evelina led the field in scramble rate. She led the field in Circle 2 in regulation. She led the field in Circle 1 in regulation. She led the field in park percentage. And it's funny because just last week we talked about how you can overcome putting in FPO pretty easily. I did, however, say putting was the key to winning this week. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying there. I think this shows that there, is, like, there isn't an extreme. Well, it depends on the course. It depends on the course because if you're throwing this good on certain courses, then well, you're right. This course is just one where you're not gonna be able. You're gonna have to make putts to win. This I, I I see what you're saying, but I think we can just acknowledge that if you literally are missing tap ins every single oh, time, absolutely. you're gonna lose no matter there, what. There's there's limits. <laughs> there, to yeah, it. there there's is a, limits. There's always an extreme limit, and this was the extreme this, limit. This course, it is something where because like she was putting at good at all, like even yeah. just like bad. But, but like if you look at won. like Own Scoggins, for instance. She finished in fourth. She was at one point kind of I in contention. Was gonna win she wasn't the throwing day. the disc well, no. but she was hitting all her putts. She hit 85%. C- she had to lead the field, C1X, surely. Yeah, Owen Scoggins, C1X, 85%. That's and nice. that's like all it took for her to get into the top four. Yeah. Like, it was just that. But So, Evelina, if she literally makes 30% of her putts, she might win. That's what I'm saying. She just needed to make, like, the ones right on the border. Because, like, C1X is what? What is it? Like uh, 10 feet. It's 10 feet now. Yeah. yeah. 10 to 30 feet. All you needed was those 10 footers. And that would have probably done done it. Because, like, I mean, it was crazy. And they were missing all over the place. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just something where, like, that is a hunt. That's just mental. I think there's when something, nothing, when something like that nothing happens, else. like, when you're struggling with the yips and she has a pretty spinny putt, you got to go to the drawing board. You got you to develop something. You got to... It's time to change putters, change your putting form. Yeah. You just got to throw it all out. Because, I mean, out. realistically, no matter... This isn't an offense to her. This is just in general. If you're putting, if you're struggling with putting this much, no matter what you change, you're going to get better. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, change your yeah. putter. That is the good news. Change. And I once again, I've been in these shoes to where your putt is so bad that no matter what you do, you are going to be better than you yeah. were before. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually not a bad place to be. Like you can like go to a push putt <laughs> with Casey Pro Aviar for a little she bit. She can <laughs> look at those stats and be like, you know what? All I got to do is change something, and I'll be a lot better than I was then because. Literally one time at a tournament, my put the same exact thing. My putting was so bad. Literally any any change would make it better because it was so bad. I couldn't make anything. And so you guys were there for the second round. I switched to the putter that they gave us in the players pack. There you go. Never Ooh. never thrown it before. I felt it. And I was like, this feels kind of good. I'm putting with this the whole Where round. How'd it go? They they were in of a bullfrogs. Was it better? <laughs> It was be- yeah, my putt was better just because I was like I you really don't the- care. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care at that that point, and so every putt was like, well, this is fun, and I did way better. Well, it also becomes a strategy too of like we get, once it gets in your head, you get to like a fifty footer, and you're like, I can't run this. I think yeah, we should true. we should keep full U disc stats when we play the flex start. Okay, so we can like go over our C one X putting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think if you are like have a normal putting day? Like, what are you putting C one X? I mean, uh, I hate the C1X stat because... I mean, it, like, it we're depends probably, on how many 30 footers say, and how many 15 footers Right, it's such a stupid stat. I'm going to say like 60%. Yeah. I would say if I was putting... I would say if I was putting well, 60% would be... Yeah. I think but, if I'm putting... It, but you're so right because like we're not missing 10 footers. Yeah, like if I'm putting if I. I'm putting great and I'm ha- if I'm throwing great and I'm only having 12 footers, I could put 100% C1X. Yeah, such a dumb stat. But Why if I'm throwing if yet? I'm throwing poorly and I'm giving myself 27 footers every time, I could put, I could put worse than Evelina stat wise. I wouldn't even be greedy. Like just even give me 10 to 20 and 20 to 30. Like just even just split it in half and like that already does a ton of work for that very misleading statistic. Circle 2 is just as bad. In circle two, you can just have. Yeah, it was funny on Twitter. I took a screenshot a of a thirty-five footer of like, Evelina. It said Evelina winning tournament with zero percent C1X putting right now, and I, I took because that's a fascinating stat. No matter how things are broken down, yes, yeah. no yeah. matter zero how zero percent is zero percent. Yeah, because that doesn't it doesn't matter if it's ten to twenty or twenty to thirty. They're both going to be zero percent right now. So I took a picture of that stat and I tweeted it. And I was like, "This is." I said, "Such a wild stat." And then your dad just wrote back this like. Paragraph oh, he he's hates like, it. He's like, well, not really, because it's such a stupid stat. I was like, okay, hey, Bob. Let's call <laughs> well, how many breathe, Bob? How many, <laughs> it is. I mean, it is stupid in the sense that it like she was probably I'll inside. Of, she was probably inside a ten someone, feet a ton. Someone times responded that and said, "Congrats!" Something about like congratulations on making a great son, Bob, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll if ride, you are, you could tweet. literally have 
the best round of your life have all your birdie putts from inside 10 feet because you played out of your mind and be zero and be zero percent putting from circle one X because you missed one thirty footer or something or you had none. So it is a dumb stat. Yeah. Uh, I said such a wild stat and your dad said that's why it's an irrelevant stat. It's all about proximity to the pin. And then someone responded and said, congratulations on raising an absolutely awesome son. Trevor's the man. And then someone else responded and said, just found Trevor's burner account. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if my dad's Twitter account. No, no. He was saying this Ian guy. Oh, that's also funny. Yeah. Uh, It is dumb. And I also, here's the thing. I get it. I get why UDISC simplifies the stats because they are volunteer operated. So you have to depend. You have to make it very easy for them to do. Right. But I, I don't necessarily think it would be unreasonable to at least split well when it in you're half. when you're putting the stats in though you you are picking a putting distance. zero to ten and yeah. then ten to fifteen you, they have it they have so it what in the world are we doing because they have the throw in if you go to like <laughs> I've, that's right i've literally done scoring and they literally give you foot like, ranges if you so go to why? paul i can see he went five feet five feet five feet 16 16 5 16 5 stats 27 27 so they not, have it like stats are not meant to be oversimplified like it's okay to sometimes do it to give me a broad picture, but like you want to be able to look at detailed information. Statistics. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They need to be detailed so that we can get the whole story. Like that's the point of them. I guess the tough part would be you'd have to, they, when you, when someone misses a putt, you don't put where the distance was from. Like, you know, they're inside circle one and you put missed putt. It's only when they uh, make it that right well, now you're putting distance One more in. little click. Doing like, UDISC live scoring is very easy. I literally did that while live tweeting Brody's round, while getting soaked in the rain and trying to hold his umbrella. <laughs> so, like, it can be done. It's not difficult. Yeah. Because Evelina, the last round, she Let's had go. a 16-foot putt and a 27-foot putt. And also, everything else just says five. I think the Pro Tour, if the Pro Tour really cares about stats, and they should because golf is a statistic, it's a statistically driven game. It's huge to the game and, it, and to the presentation of it. They should be, in some way, making it possible for there to be UDISC employees scoring rounds so that like they can like really get to the nitty gritty with it or even pro tour. Like there, there should be a, a more extensive process than just the guy literally at USDGC, the guy looking up amongst the fans and be like, Hey, can anybody keep live score for this round? And you like, should do like an and on- me having to be like, I guess I'll do it. I've never done it before. Like they should have like online UDIS certifications. Well, they do you, give you, you a video to train. Yeah, they give you oh, a little video, right but they're, I'm just saying, like, stats are huge in golf. So, like, I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on how they're being kept. And I would love to see more detail because, like, if you right now, you disc, I mean, it's great having the live follow through on the app. But, like, if you do, if you go to the PGA Tour, what they do is you can see a map of the hole below, like, a player's scorecard. And you can see they put on there where that shot landed. Well, they have that U disc uh, that's in U disc when you're keeping your normal score. Is it now? You can't, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you on the GPS like, thing. Yeah, so you can track yeah. your throws that, of where your throws were. That'll be the next step is when we can say, oh, because like when you see right now, you see on the fairway after one shot on a par three, you're like, where could that be? So like seeing a little dot, like here it is on the whole map and he's got this much the pin, that'll be the next step. I'm, I'm, and like it's an obvious step, so I'm sure. Honestly. It's just a matter of them making it happen. But that would be really cool. And like I'm they trying can, to think through how easy it would be. Because it would almost alleviate what you're currently doing because you just click where, they, where they're at. The only tough part is having to do it for four people on one phone at one time. Yeah. That's the hard part. Mm. But, I mean, because, like, if I'm tracking just you and I'm able to click you're here, then you're here, it gives all the same stats, the good, but it's the same amount, the same amount of steps yeah. for that. And the good news about golf is it's a pretty slow sport. So, like, I mean, when I was, like I said, when I was doing the live scoring, never once did I feel like, like I was rushed. I was always pretty ahead of it. And, like... So like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. The uh, final thing, final talking point to bring up, um, I forgot it when we were going through MPO, was hole 18, Luke Humphreys uh, walks up to 18, two-stroke deficit to Paul, and decided to lay up on hole 18. Yeah. Initially, I tweeted, and I'm like, I don't understand this we play. We tweeted at the same time. Uh, yeah, we were both like, I don't understand this play. Why is he laying up? I gave it some thought. More I think about it, though, it must have been he was just confident that he couldn't reach the green with the headwind that they were facing. So he laid up because then once I saw the second part, I was like, okay, that's has to be what it does. Cause then he did try to throw in from across the water. 
Yeah. And like he was willing to go OB trying to make sure he tried to throw it in. Um, but you know, it was something there where was like headwind. In my opinion, I still like how far the way he played how far it, does the crossing have to be before you're not trying to throw it over? Because for me, I think it has to be like five fifty before I'm just oh, like before I'm not. If trying. I, if it's like five hundred feet, I'm not trying it, it, because it's like then I know that there's no chance. 500? You don't think if you got everything behind it, got up a little jet stream? I don't think so. Well, it's, sure a he- it's into a headwind. But it, let's, okay, let's just take the headwind out of equation. Okay. Like no how, wind at all? Like, and, and it's gotta remember, you gotta remember, you can clear it to the right side too. You don't have to go straight at the pin. But you're still trying to throw in from there. But it's a lot, okay, but like it can, it can get a lot closer than that throw. I, that throw is far. That's yeah. really far. I think I'm trying, I think I'm trying up to 500 feet. I'm just saying, like, unless unless that disc is going to land in the middle of the water, that's how far it is. Like, I am launching that thing as hard as I humanly can because, like, it's a, just a more epic finish. But I think that's just a pride <laughs> thing for me. It's same, just because, same. like, no. I don't want to be, like, I Luke Humphreys did Luke. what was the most, the smartest for yeah, his game. I respect it. And probably what he should have done, to be honest. Because he probably, statistically, he probably gave himself a better bet laying up and yes, trying to throw it in than trying to go did. for it. So it's probably a very, I very smart play. I would have yeeted Pride that Pride-wise, me, I'm like, I want everyone to know I'm trying to win. Because, so I'm just chucking this, right. even if it's in the middle of the water. Because like, even like, well, you'd always have that one moment of coverage where like, he's taking this huge run up and winding up and you see it rip out of his hand. You always have that moment. And then he know? throws a thrower and, into yeah, the water. Yeah, and then it goes in the water, but you always have that anticipate. I was just kind of like getting ready. Okay, he's got to try and go for it. And yeah. just, he just kind of sawed it off over I mean, there. Could I it like, also oh. have been a fascinating play because like, okay. then it forces Paul to not like to throw a shot he's not used to which is the layup shot and then like imagine so Paul lays up which the way it worked out is Paul was out so Paul had already laid up his second shot with no pressure but if it was vice versa and like Luke Humphreys laid up and then throws in and now Paul has the pressure of he has to get up and down and like I don't know it could have because he was making Paul now execute two shots whereas like if he went for it and went OB Paul could have easily had no pressure on anything based on the way that whole like, you know, it's going to be windy out there and the wind's going to come off the water. So it's going to be, but like, I heard literally only two people were able to cross. Like, I think KJ and Calvin, somebody said that last day. People were, people were ending like 30 feet short. On right. Last day. So it was if it's, if it's a par three and like, that's going to be a consistent problem, then I think you have to move the tees up. If only two people on a par three, cause like, well, the issue was before it, makes it, it was a par so, four. And right. then when it's calm, the whole field can go for it. Right. That's or, the whole or yeah, other solution, just lengthen it even more and make it a par four again because I'd be fine with that. But you have to make there actually a decision to be made there. Like yeah. you're, you want the water to be more exciting. And like, yeah, I guess it's still an exciting upshot, but now it's to get up and down for par and it's just like a little dinky upshot yeah. that a lot of people messed up. I don't know. I, I think the drama was kind of taken out of that hole and it's not Luke Humphrey's fault. No. No, when I watched it, I was like, what the heck is he doing? And then the more I thought I about it, I was like, that was out. actually a smart move. Yeah, I think it was just more, I was, I was, I wanted to see the yeah, like, go for glory that's shot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wanted some drama. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. And you know what? Very impressive performance two weeks in a row by Luke Humphreys. We'll have to see at Belton if he can make it three weeks in a row. Yeah, If he makes awesome. it three weeks in I mean, a row, then I mean. That's incredible. Luke Humphreys, player of the year. Luke Humphreys <laughs> is impressing right now. All right, it's time for a fan favorite segment, Trevor's Trivia. I almost just shut Heck my laptop. Yeah. We're halfway into the show. I can't shut that. <laughs> okay, uh, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, we, we do it every week, silly. No, we haven't done. <laughs> we haven't looked into the PDGA approved discs list Ooh. in a while. Because this is a really fun. Ah, this is mm-hmm. just going to be called, we're just going to play like a little game. of. Who's that? Pokemon. We're going to be playing a little game. We're... We're gonna play a little TikToks out, man. We're gonna play oh, a little game. It. It's gonna be called Bull, like bull card crap. game. You know the card game Bull or whatever. When somebody's like, ah, I've got two four peanut butter, you'd be like Bull. Well, I'm gonna name disc names because okay. I have an endless list of names. Some of them are gonna be real names. Some of them I'm just gonna make up on the spot. Heck yeah, I love this. Um, and I actually wake up every morning and study the PGA approved. Just to, so just to be sure, just to make sure you know, like I'm not trying to bluff. Like I'm going to take a pause before I read every single name because if okay. I'm trying to think of one, I'm going to need a pause anyways. Okay. And Wait, like you didn't even write down the ones. Like you're coming up with them. I've thought of a few names I'm going to okay. use, but like I, th- I like, <laughs> I like the. He's gonna be like. Here's the thing, though. You <laughs> ginger. You can you can look at. Well, that wouldn't be that, that crazy, man. Disc. Clash disc. disc. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I win. There are. <laughs> There's a lot of inspiration here. I want a Connor dyed ginger. 
Can someone make that happen? Okay. <laughs> I want Connor's face on a ginger. And also, we're going to do one point that's conf- for... That's such a confusing thing to say. One point for every my, single... My face is on a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's getting I mad. forgot whose segment it was. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. You go ahead. Good, man. You, one, can, you can go to go. I'm going to tell you you're wrong no matter what you pick. <laughs> You're going to get one point for every time you, you guess correctly, whether it's a disc or not. And then if you do guess the disc and you're able to guess the manufacturer somehow. Ooh. ooh quick side note. Quick yeah. side note. I felt the Yikun hammer that everybody's yeah. talking about. It is the best disc I've ever felt in my uh, life. Okay, let's no, calm down. No, let's it's so down. unique. It is so unique. The plastic, the mold, everything. I, the best way I can describe it is if somebody took like a Rhino or my Slammer with like the thumb track and flattened it down a little bit into like more of like an A3 type feel. All right. Well, we're going to have to get some because now you've gassed it up and everything's going to look for it. I was, I was freaking out. Right, I got I'll chills. I'll get an order in with you. I got can. chills. Anyways. Chills? Really? It was incredible. I literally, because I was the same way and then I picked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, no, this is amazing. All I right. All this. right. I'll get an account set up with you. All right. All right, so we're going to, yeah, if you guess the manufacturer, somehow you get another bonus point. Okay. So, Connor, we're going to start with you. All right. Let's start off with the solvent. No deal. <laughs> solvent. Um, I think that that would, if you did come up with that, that's like so bizarre because it's like bizarre but believable. So, I'm saying it is a PDGA approved disc. And poopy. <laughs> That was a good one. You're going to learn pretty quickly that I can come up with some pretty That's crazy really words. That's really good because what the heck? What a weird the word. solvent? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> well, I know it what it is. It would have to be but... an MVP or thought space disc <laughs> if it was. Because like science, you know? Wait. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I just Every chose Hunter, on, on the low key, did you know the ginger is a disc? Yeah, no, I didn't before. It, okay. I knew but it. I know, but like y'all both told me it was immediately. Yeah. No, I was joking. Oh, I was just like, oh, no, Connor Cla- was very common. Yeah. Ginger is a disc. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was just like, oh, Clash probably made it, and it's right here on the list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. So we're not. So that tells me that we we each get different discs. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah. I was on the same page as you originally. Got it. All right, no, Hunter. You I get. The I don't want you guys to go <laughs> back and forth. The destroyer. <laughs> ah, <dang>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for Hunter. We're going to go with the manifest. Ooh, that's a disc. Ooh, that is a disc. You're saying that's a disc? I am. Yeah, it definitely is. It is a disc. By Thought Space Athletics. No. Dang it. <laughs> I'm just guessing them for everything. I think I've heard of that. I one. get a point. From now on, I'm going to dock I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna a point. point if you guess the manufacturer. Oh, then I'm never guessing the manufacturer. Well, you will if you know it. Because they're, they're well, I might name a random disc that you know. Okay. Connor. Hunter at one, Connor at zero. Your next disc is mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the curl. The oh. curl. Ooh, I feel like you just said that just because you looked at my hair. Mm, <laughs> maybe, or is it Lightning's new mold? Lightning's new mold. <laughs> is that necessary? No. Okay. And I apologize. Thank you. The curl. See, that could very well be a disc. And it could very well literally be you just thought of the word curl. But I feel like that's what you want me to think. <laughs> it's like poker. Yeah, this isn't even like, do you know the disc? It's this more is- just, can you get into Trevor's mind? Yeah, and I'm- I don't want to go in there. <laughs> it's a dark place. It's a dark place. I'm going to say, I'm not sure you would go back and forth, back and forth like that. So I'm going to say it is a disc. It is a disc. Yes! Whoa. 1-1. <laughs> Exciting. By who? Right. Who makes it? Full turn disc, I believe it was. Uh-huh. Okay. Fully turned discs. Fully turned. Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Sixty. Your disc is the axle. Oh, that's a good name. That's a good name. That's not a disc. I'm pretty sure that it is a disc. It's not a disc. Let's go. I've I, two zero. I have heard of a disc Axis. called two one. Axis is he what has, you're making. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he got the curl. It's two one. Oh. Two one after two for each. We're gonna do it. We'll do two more each. Here okay. We go. Hey man, you better get this one right. <laughs> All right, here I am. Rock me like a. Hurricane. I like to like get to a spot in the list, even if I'm making up one, so that you can like tell that I'm like looking at the list. It's like extra. I have buff. not been paying attention to that. Okay. I've been uh, watching either. Hunter the whole time. He is hilarious. I'm trying, man. Your <laughs> disc. My disc. That might My not be a disc. disc. Is. 
the radar. <laughs> I like. I love how you like purposely go, and then like I know that you're doing that for all of them just to be safe. Yeah. What did you say? The radar? No, the raider. <laughs> Is that what I said? No, you said radar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the radar. <laughs> the radar. Mind games. Mm, mime games. <laughs> uh okay wait hold on hunter just had the what the the axle axle and it was not a disc correct i now have the radar yeah and i'm gonna say that the radar is a disc it is okay from storm disc golf storm two disc to golf. two that all makes right sense. storm hunter yes your next disc yes is mm-hmm the maple. The what maple. A great name. I hope that's a disc. Sounds sticky. <laughs> I mean, if it's a disc, that should be plastic. Hmm. Ooh, like somebody should do plastic. Games I'm gonna after say wood it's names. not a disc mm. because I think Trevor tried coming up with one that would fit in a clash. Well, you're. It is not a disc, but that was not where my mindset was. Good job, Hunter. I saw it. I saw a disc named the Sycamore, and I was like, "Ooh, I should do another." Hunter. Name. Hunter's gotten all of them right. I'm three for three. Okay, Dang. after three, the score is... It's Connor's last one. Do you already oh, have three points? Dang. Yeah. So if I'm... So if, if you I get this, get best, this. worst... The, if well, I get the best this and you, you can miss, do then it. we do one more. Last one's yeah. worth two points. Okay, fine. Okay. Last Throw one's all my hard points. work out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it here. We like to make it entertainment, entertaining. Kinda okay. Like kind of like that banker video. <laughs> Where we're at the end, you... Never mind. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, your just goes, mm-hmm. final disc or not All right. is the kick. The kick is not a disc. Wow, confident. Yeah. You're correct. It's yes. not a disc. Okay, it all comes <laughs> down to this. Hunter, did I hurt your feelings, man? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> what's, what's my name? What's what? my name again? <laughs> what's my name? Hunter? No, not a disc. Yours is, yeah, it is. I know, Legacy. I used to putt with them. Irony? I think not. It's exactly the opposite. Okay. You playing Minecraft over there? Final disc. This has got to be a good one. This has got to be a good one. I haven't found it. Playing Doodle Jump over there? The other way, the other thing I like to do is come up, like, I like to find a name. And then decide if I want to pick that one or the one that I came up with that's mm-hmm. similar. You playing Temple Run over there? <laughs> you you say one hunter? You got Angry Birds on that thing? That's Doodle Jump. <laughs> did you say Doodle Jump? Yet? I did say Doodle Jump. Okay. You got the YouTube on that bad boy? You got Flappy Bird? You know, if you had okay. a phone with Flappy Bird, you can All save right. a lot of money. The final disc is. Or not. Or not. Or isn't. Is the cliff. What a sick disc name. That is a sick disc name. Cliff. Too bad it's not a disc. It's not a disc. Let's go. <laughs> good job, Hunter. Wow. You did you such sniff- a good job. Hunter sniffs out my bull crap. He- <laughs> That's, what- That's all I do every day. You tell me where Trevor Crabb really, I'll like, smell it. Really, what is more impressive about that game is that Hunter just went straight into my brain and just picked them all right out. We're too similar. I only missed one. Because I only missed one. That is true. You guys both did a pretty good job there. We got up in there. Because I don't feel like I would, like, all those names were random enough that, like, that's baiting pretty no, much. No, there look, was no way to tell. That's a look into my eyes it type was, game right there. I didn't even of, look at you once. That was how you did it. That's why Connor lost that one time. You locked in a little I, too long. <laughs> I did. I did. Fun, hold on. Fun fact, though. You guys remember last week? No. Me neither. I don't remember anything about last week. But do you remember whenever. We played the disc golf prices, right? Yes. And yeah. you brought up the FD Jackal stamp. Yes. S line FD. Well, this guy named Jacob Sisk oh. is sending me an S line. Everybody's FD. getting sent cool and discs right now, except for is, me. It says the, the guy who did, who's one. gotten so many died discs over the past months. You get sent discs more than any of us. You just got six steadies and like five pin roses yeah, from a random know. person. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're beating us all in discs sent to you this year. Sounds like you're bitter. <laughs> Here's what I'd like to do before we leave the trivia segment is make a little plug because 
our Patreon, the Heiser Club. If you haven't heard of it, you should check it out. Link will be in the description. We are do we do a Patreon exclusive video every month, and for this month, I've created a disc golf Jeopardy board, and I'm going to host Jeopardy for Hunter and Connor to play against each other. And they they both have apparently never really watched Jeopardy, so yeah, I never really. What watched is Jeopardy? Jeopardy? At least you get Got that. It. At least you get the essence of having to form the answer in the form of a question. <laughs> so that's because I thought I was gonna have to explain that to you guys. So if you're interested in checking it out, and also Patreon. for Heiser Club Mailbag, which is our exclusive podcast, we open things, and I'm gonna get that FD today. So whenever we film that, uh, the Heiser Club Mailbag, I'll, cool I will, mailbag stuff I will too. show that S line. I'm the only one without on cool the mailbag stuff. Again, thank well, you, mine's Jacob not really Six. mailbag. Thank I bought you, Jacob. Mine. It's still mailbag. I paid for my stuff. That is true. Which, speaking of what I paid for, we gotta talk about Innova. We gotta talk about Innova on two fronts. Okay. Okay. First front, my simp front. CE plastic might be the greatest plastic ever invented. Hunter got CE plastic in. I have a CE Firebird. It's pretty. Incredible. It's incredible. It is incredible. I, I would not be mad. If, listen, I don't even want somebody to send me CE plastic. You know, I would never go that far. I didn't but, ask for it. I pay, First of all, I paid. If somebody has a, even has I a paid. good deal on a CE disc, preferably a T-Bird or an Eagle, I'll buy it. Like, I'm just interested in getting my hands on a CE disc. Yeah, there's one right there. You want to feel it? Yeah, I know. Trevor, did you feel that Firebird? He yeah, did. I did. Can I, can I say something and see how you feel about it? Okay. It feels like if I close my eyes, I would say it was a Sexton Firebird. Like the a plastic, new one. yeah, because it's like yeah. it's like that kind of gummy, but it's a little waxier. Well, you know what's funny is I actually I was comparing the CE to all the plastics I had in my bag, and the closest one, and it's not identical. Don't get me wrong, but the closest one, and it's actually closer than you think, is hybrid plastic from Trilogy. Hmm. It's between I'll just fusion. No, it's between fusion and lucid. That's hmm. what the hybrid is, gotcha. and it's got the same opaqueness and also a similar feel. It's just not as stiff. But that actually surprised me. I was. And I don't know how much they make that plastic, but it's good. I have had that. I have, I will say as well that I've had that Raider and that hybrid plastic in my bag longer than anything I've had Trilogy, and it and it still flies the same. So they should bring. But that did tell me enough that that is pretty much a plastic blend that Innova's missing, and they should bring CE back. Yeah, someone said it it's a incredible. mix. It's a blend between Pro and Champion. Is what That's someone amazing. said. It's, how would I? Oh, and I love if pro you like. I don't know about you guys, but if I were working at Innova and had any control over anything, like all I would do is combine different combinations of plastic. Yeah, I don't know. My entire bag would just be stuff that nobody else yeah. had. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, this is six percent pro, eight percent G Star. <laughs> like, it's just custom blocks. I want. I mean, I. It's gonna be hard for me not to just keep seeking after G C E stuff. I did make another You're disc purchase. Stop now. What? I did make another disc purchase. Ooh. I got it. Uh, three putters. About that. Three putters for like ten bucks each. You did not buy ten time AVRs. New, 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 new. Oh. No, even better. Um, I doubt it. No, it's not eleven uh, time AVRs. <laughs> no, I will it say eleven time climbers. rocks are not too bad. Um, I actually want to get. This is what I got. Ten time AVRs though. Uh, San Marino AVR three disc lot. San Marino. Uh, let me find the picture so like, here. Did you get any of the? So big it's just like a, a normal, like old classic AVR, and then the AVR that Paul's AVR was based on. Oh, and then a 1992 mm. tournament. Are any AVR. of them the big bead ones? I don't think. I think they're all classic AVRs. Oh, okay, I think they're all beadless. Well, that's that's very cool. Pretty sick, but yeah, ten bucks each. Because the other, like, oh, wow. that's good. Well, maybe I think by the time I was done bidding, yeah, I paid twenty six dollars for three nice. discs. The other swag AVR to have is the small big bead or the V chain or the V chain. But like that, that's my next purchase. I was I was looking through a lot of in the bags and like a lot of those guys threw the original small big bead AVRs. And we're like gassing them up. Small bead AVRs. Is that just KC that's Pro they, at this that's point? what they call them. Yeah. Is that just yeah. KC Pro at this point? No, it was no, they were DX AVRs that had no, a smaller bead. No, I know. Bead. But KC has a smaller bead than big bead AVRs, don't they? I don't know. I'm almost positive. I don't know. I don't know. I'm also getting I'm also getting a McPro AVR from from Jacob too. Look at this. Bunch of end of a simps over here. Uh flip flop that though. It's good. I'm gonna start Opposite getting, I'm gonna side. do some like discraft collecting, dude. Let me get a ten year buzz. Like a first second run or a second first run buzz. Like well, uh, I have some I have some buzz. the thing with discraft collectibles is a lot of the stuff that's worth a lot is like since Paul's gotten there. We do so need like to, there's a lot of newer stuff. Yeah, I, I've true. got like 1060 Onyxes, like Proto an, Maltas, I want like an old Predator, first run Lunas. The we one thing that the three of us talked about, but we didn't talk about it on anything, was last week we were all going through and just looking on eBay and at, on a lot of things, just at the prices of discs that are special to us and used to be really special, but really for some reason too. they're just like you can buy them for 
seventeen dollars. Yeah, a lot of people don't like, just don't care. It's just crazy. Like this, that feel like that's what I'm saying. So I think this more. is my time to make my dream bag. I agree. I think, I think never been a, there has never been a better time. And I think to make, I'm, like, I think your I'm sending it. Collector bag. I think I'm sending it. That Firebird's going to my bag. I got three Firebirds. Well, I have gotta, a. I gotta sell all these things at Ford Gas right now. You I know? have an eleven time. Oh my gosh, true. <laughs> I have an eleven time Firebird that I'm gonna put on the wall. And then I got another CE Firebird that's signed by Will Shoestrick and Nico LaCastro that's going on the wall. Swag. And then that one is signed by two people that I have no idea who they are, and that's going to my bag. That CE Firebird. I can't wait to watch you yip that into the water at. at uh, I'm not gonna throw it in Texas. Trinity Park. I'm putting it Trinity in my bag Falls. after Texas to refuse. So I refuse. You're not gonna throw it at all in Texas? No, I refuse. Why? I'm mean, too scared. Most of the courses there, Get too scared. just don't throw it in your I'm water. Too scared. But I'm gonna want to. I mean, it would that be pretty Firebird sick. Is sick. How good would the content be, though? Like, if you had to dive in after it, it'd be great. I don't want to have to go in that water. Hey, the water the second, be at uh, Trinity Falls is nice. No, it is. It Ish. is. It doesn't matter. Second flip flop thing on Innova. Okay. So Innova good, CE plastic. Innova bad, shameless re-releasing of the Discmania mold. It's gotten out of hand. Is it bad though? I don't know. I can't decide because <laughs> now they've released the Metal Warrior. I don't think which it's is bad. an MD. I think it's the names that yeah. are a little bit criminal. Because we got the Iron Samurai. I think, I think it's just too funny. And the I don't Iron care about Samurai <laughs> MD3 just came out, and then like a week later, Innova comes out with the Metal Warrior, that and they literally when bit. they're advertising it say the original MD3. I would have. And they also call it the approved PDGA name is Mid Disc Three. Wow, it's there. It like basically, that's it's enough wow. to lead you to believe that there was a pretty ugly falling out that's between what I was the just two companies. About to say. Because yeah. to call it that, like that's disgusting. Well, that's what also someone yeah. on Facebook is trying to defend them. They're like, they're probably just selling off like the stuff that was left over. And I was like, do you guys not remember how long we went without MD3s? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they're making this stuff because Why they would have yeah. easily just sold it under Disc Discmania previously. I wonder like, if it'll that's succeed cr- little, little in the crazy. end of a lineup. Now that it's not the Discmania lineup, because like the Innova guys, they all throw rocks. But like it's, I don't. It's, it's so MD3 hard. Is such a good. Disc it's though. so hard for me to get a gauge on the Innova like current form, like like or like what's the trends in Innova because nobody's throwing it anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's so weird. Like there are people throw. I see people throw Trilogy. Heck, I feel like I see more people throwing MVP these days than Innova. And maybe it's just where we are because we're in a very big boom area of disc golf. But like it's all discraft pretty much. And like that's not how it used to be. Everybody had Innova. What do you think for the most part? I'm if you're going confused. through, like you take a focus group from many different areas, all throwing mixed bags. What's the most common Innova disc they're going to have in their bag? A destroyer, Firebird, or destroyer. I was going to say maybe a Firebird. I don't know because no one else makes something as good as the Firebird. I, but there's a lot of people that are throwing Captain Raptors, felons. The overstable fairway. I used to is think one of the, that, like, but but I lately. No, I always come back to the Firebird. I'm on, I, I'm on Team Connor. Like, I, my Captain Raptor's got maybe a week left in my bag before a Firebird's But back. what's wrong with it? The Captain Raptor, it's not a Firebird. Okay. It's more It's more overstable in weird ways than I the want. The enemy that I'm throwing from Legacy flies. I haven't messed with, Le- I haven't messed with Legacy If I, that one, and I agree, like, I hadn't found a lot like the Firebird, but this one, it's a little deeper than a Firebird, which I prefer, and it mm. flies just like it. And I, so, like, I... But it's a good. I mean, the Firebird's a good day. I can't. I have, a, I have a Sexton in my bag. It's just something so weird, and it might be. It's probably mainly a mental thing, but I literally the day that I got a Sexton Firebird, I put it in my bag and I threw it on the first hole and it was the best forehand ever thrown. And I can't. I think there's like, a lot I of dislike. A, I think ever. there's a lot of dislike a Sexton Firebird. I don't think there's a lot of dislike a Firebird. Yeah, yeah. Something about how the way the Firebird feels. It's like an inspiring. Well, it, for some reason, driver. like their Firebird rides this line for me of overstable enough to handle everything without being too overstable. Shapeable still. Yeah, because there's like the felon and it stuff is. that can get too flippy and too straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raptor was in that category. Then you have like the Captain Raptor, the Tilt, the original H1 that's more overstable than the Firebird. Uselessly overstable. And I, the Captain Raptor's not uselessly. No, it's the, closest, the original H1. But the original H1 and the Tilt Captain are Captain Raptor's a little faster, isn't it? Yeah, there's just a little faster. There's just something of like the Firebird is in this like perfect middle line that I I feel like every other disc that's close to it is either more overstable or more understable than. Like I haven't found exactly yeah. a Firebird. I also haven't bagged like a, just a stock Firebird in the longest time. I See, I to, hadn't either because I, I used had to have like, myself. I used to have like three in my bag. I had convinced myself that the Predator was just as good. Then when I took the Predator Ooh, out, I put I something else like in. Predator. I forget what I put in after that. And I had convinced myself that the Firebird wasn't anything special, like what you're saying. Then I threw the regular Firebird again. I was like, no, there's nothing like that. 
I haven't found it. That's what we do every time we throw in of a disc, though. I can't help but think we're just biased. I'm definitely biased. I've, I've I think we proud, just have the... We have the core memories with those discs. Sentimental value is wrapped up in it as well. It's tough to shake. It's it is. Shake. It but is. That's okay. That's, that's, um, yeah, that's what this is about. It's fine. But I will say, like, Rock 3, game. Rock 3s... Uh-huh. They gone. suck now. No, where, who's throwing Mach 3? Other than Innova Pro. Because they're yeah. trash now. I literally yeah. tried one out. I, when I was in North Carolina a few weeks ago, I had one and I threw it like expecting it to be somewhat stable. I threw it on Heiser as well. And I mean, the thing practically rolled on me. And that's that's what I noticed with Rock 3s ever since I got to the four times. Like I had a two time rock three. Oh my gosh. It's like the best mid I ever had. It was so stable for so long, like reliable, amazing. And then they kind of went downhill. So they have it. Yeah. Rock threes are, I, they have they're a bit of a sore spot for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, I, would say, I think destroyers and firebirds are still very, very, very popular. Destroyers but like beyond that, amazing. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd be curious if you like did that poll of what was the most commonly thrown disc. Yeah. I would say it's probably like a zone. It's just, at this point, yeah. oh, everyone's yeah. got a zone. It's just crazy. A buzz would probably be up there. Cause like, yeah, because like the gator, that was what people threw. It wasn't the yeah. zone. It's it's yeah. just crazy well, the how zone, the trend has evolved. Because like back in the day, the gator, a lot of people threw the gator, but the gator and the zone are two different discs. Yeah. Gator's but faster. A lot of people just didn't have that spot. Like, like for instance, Paul's game evolved drastically when he went to Discraft because of the zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Paul never he said, like in an he interview. never threw forehand upshots at Innova. Yeah. Really. If he did, he was taking power off of his monster, really. Mm-hmm. And then when he got to the zone, but then during that era, what people were putting in their bag was harps because of Ricky. Yeah. And so that's when the harp harps. was like so popular. And nowadays, it's harps just, don't move. It's a hodgepodge. I, the trends are weird. And like Innova has pros. I, it just keeps coming down to like, you just realize that. Paul McBeth just moved discs unlike anybody else. And like he literally has determined the trends in disc golf for the last yeah. decade. So it doesn't seem to me like anything. I don't I don't know what can be done to make the mainstream. That's what's fascinating turn too. Other That's what's Paul. fascinating too is like no other like we talk about all the time, like pros move discs. They do. Having pros on your team is important. It is. But at, in the current state of disc golf. There's like Paul moving discs and influencing people's bags. And then there's like everyone else is just on this like weird yeah, second a tier. Level. Paul moves the entire mainstream community. Yeah, like who, golf. like mm-hmm. if you don't, I mean, it's so many people that listen to us probably weren't in the disc golf world before Paul went to Discraft. It was all Innova. No, like you would see a buzz here and there. And Discmania. But like I could name on one hand people in this area that threw Discraft yeah. prior to Paul. And now I could probably name on one hand people that are throwing Innova. Yeah, was, and like those are people who have like been in the game for a long time. I never threw discraft the trend, at all, and then I I was at a full discraft bag for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. The trend was it was it was an Innova with a slight Discmania hybrid. That was like the popular yeah, bag that's to throw. What everyone was throwing because you threw your Innova bag, but then you would have like you're a little a edgy P2, with like a FD three, like yeah, or like a uh, MD four in there. Like I used to have, I had a P twos, MD fours, and I think I had like a PD two. That was the trend, and it was fun because you. You got to be a part of two companies that were making awesome molds and had really awesome players too, because you had Paul and then you also had Simon Eagle and Simon Eagle, over there with Discmania. Sexton, Big Germ. Yeah. It was fun. Those bags were really fun. Yeah. That was the one cool thing about that trend was like you they were made by the same people, but you got to throw two different companies' molds and feel like you were cohesive. Like I guess you could throw DGA in Discraft, but like people are sleeping on DGA though. They do have some good stuff, but nobody's doing that. People are just throwing discraft. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, let's get into, there is a tournament coming up this weekend. It's a silver series, so we're not going to do a preview show, but it's the open at Belton. With the field there, it might as well be yeah, like a normal pro tour, but uh, it is Asterisk. a silver series. We'll say on FPO, Paige Pierce, not there. Why? Not sure. Scared. Is Paige Pierce... Washed? <laughs> is Paige Pierce playing Texas States? Let's look at it's that real quick. Home state. She is playing Texas State. So she's just skipping the silver. Right now, she's registered for no silver series at all. So maybe she's just saying, screw the silver series. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the MPO and FPO field might as well be full. I, I mean, Drew and Eagles, we talked about, they're missing the whole Texas swing, so they're not going to be there. But um, 
Should be a good time. Uh, there will be, I believe, final round live coverage. Other than that, everything's post-produced for Silver Series. I could be wrong on that. Um, that sounds right. But let's get into just some super quick predictions. Uh, just going into the open at Belton. Who what won last year? Ricky. Ricky did. Ricky won. Ricky Belton. and Paul were like That's ten right. strokes like clear of the field last year, yeah. but. Um, predictions are at this point. Are predictions, like insane. yeah. I basically what I did is I looked at the field and then um, used a random number Just, generator. Yeah, and this is how I came up with it. Not actually, but you, you might have believed me. Uh, so I'm gonna have Paul McBeth take it down because at this point I'm not betting against Paul until proven otherwise. Adam Ham is in second. Why? Couldn't tell you. Gut, yeah, this is these are gut predictions. It's funny how the like the safest pick each week is just the person who won before because that's all you have to go yeah, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going with raw gut. I just looked raw at the field. Gut. Raw, raw gut. gut. Nothing. My intestines are out. My intestines are out. He's got yeah. Rot gut. Uh, no, I just like looked at the field and just whichever name popped out, I said, "Whoop, there we go." No logic. So funny, Paul McBeth almost picked the same three. Adam Ham is second. Yeah. Kevin Jones third. We had the same strategy. You guys got the same guts. We do. We're the same. They're both out on the table entangled. I've got Paul and then Ricky and then KJ. You're feeling Rick. Yep. Rick scares me. <laughs> now, KJ Naibo? Yes. <laughs> Rick scares me too much still. I, I need to see Rick heat up I, a little bit I mean, bit he, scared, he scared me pretty bad when he double stomped his disc into the ground. But other than that. I mean, I've done that. that was I like didn't the bounce mo- back the next week. Ricky is like most, most like calm and collected. Like he gets emotional, but like yeah, he's, he's not one to freak out. angry very often. He was... He was livid with himself. Probably because he wasn't doing well. Yeah. Do you want to do predictions, Connor? You don't have to. Just name uh, These aren't for points. These aren't for just points. Just name three names. Yeah, just for points. Uh, These are for points. Just you know, just for some points, I'll go ahead and just... Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't know. Did any of you put put Luke Humphreys in your no. three? That's actually... We're we actually stupid. Yeah, is that... I mean, is that going to be a know, thing? I don't, I don't know. It's not a thing yet for me. I'll put him in third. Okay. I respect that. Humphreys, Luke, third. Paul in first. Paul in first. Simp. And I, then, like the one, I, like, I like how you pick. Like third, then first. Yeah, I like to kind of just... Seconds I, I like dabble. I dabble. He goes straight into his FPO top three. Doesn't even say second and then, yet. Did you, say, did you have Ricky in your top three? Yeah. He did. You, in your it, what, what place? Second. I was going to say second. Uh, you can't. Just, just kind of, you know, feel it out. Just feel oh, so you're going, you're you're going Paul, Rick, Luke. Yeah, Paul, right. Rick, Luke. On FPO, I'm going Kristen Tatar, Katrina Allen, Valerie Medhano. One, two, three. I had Katrina, Valerie, Kristen mm. in that order. Mine would be so boring because it would probably just, just be that same thing in maybe yeah. a different order. <laughs> yeah. So you're not gonna say one? Well, you, should, right, you can fine. have. Wait, okay, what did, I'll go, you can have Val. You know, I'll go Val, Cat, Kristen. That's, us, a, that's, us, that's exactly what I was about to say. Neither of us put Paige. <laughs> I'll put. Yeah, I'm not putting Paige. No, I'll put. I'll put Val. Kat. So all three of us are gonna have a tournament without Paige in the top three. Okay, Val. Cyberbullying. No, it's not. Valcat page. Valcat page. Lock it in. (laughs) You just said said it. I know she's not there. (laughs) You gotta let Trevor know because that was bullying. That was bullying. I'll just see if if he pays attention to the podcast. I was. I was paying attention, but I also his laptop doesn't explode. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. All right. Well, I'm just gonna choose no one. Okay. Sexist. Tiger Town Throwdown also happened this past week. Uh, I think this is the last collegiate tournament before nationals. Am I wrong? I mean, it always was for us, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Tigertown Throwdown. There might have been other collegiate tournaments great that happened, name. but Tigertown Throwdown is just like great name. a yeah. fascinating tournament. Like a and song. it was a massive field. Uh, Clemson took down the guys. Ferris State came in second. And then Ferris State's B team came in third. Loaded. Always a bad sign for the rest of the field when your B team beats everyone else's A teams. Mm-hmm. But it's happened before with other teams, and uh, I so. think it's hilarious that Ferris State. How's Ferris the dynasty? Just like this random school. Are they a community college? Like it's one thing. Certain schools like place a big, like have pretty well known disc golf clubs, and they're in big disc golf areas. So like, it, I guess it makes sense. They just have the. They must just have the. But goat, like Ferris the State, goat coach. Yeah, like Leonard. I don't right? know how. Like how do you how do you recruit somebody to Ferris State? I think they just have. They are near Flip City, I believe. Okay. Which is a great disc so golf maybe it's course. Just a big disc golf area. And then they got. You I think they have a good one coach. One where, day you're going yeah, go, to go. Michigan. 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 So there's disc okay. golf pretty popular in Michigan. But, but you like, can't really play in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> they are dynasty. They're insane. Yeah. All they, the time. I mean, back, there's got to be something back. sketchy. I swear each year they're just sending messages I will out say, to a forum. I will like, say. You want to play with Ferris State this year and just meet us here. Somehow Brendan Tetloff is they're like the face of Ferris State again this year. And like I battled against him in my sophomore year. And I feel like I'm so far removed from college disc golf. I don't know I mean, how this I guy's still playing. I graduated two years ago. 
I but think, this guy's also like if you look at PDGA Brendan Tetloff, there was a year where he made like nine thousand dollars playing disc golf, which disqualifies him. But like, so I guess it's only your previous year that you're disqualified. I don't know. There's I, the, no regulations. But they're not no, letting Rozak play. Yeah, that's that is targeting. So that's something he's appealing though. Well, that's not going to go anywhere. What Come on. I bet it will actually. You think so? I saw what he wrote up. It was pretty extensive. I mean, there's literally college athletes actually making millions of dollars now. So, like, it probably should. Well, but they're not making millions of dollars playing their sport. It'd be one thing if, like, they were playing professionally in China over, like, the offseason and then coming back and trying to play college basketball. That's not going to work. You're right. But I think, I feel like the reason they they probably made that college rule, it, it had a lot to do with just the stigma of college athletes and money. Yeah, but like 2017, he made seven thousand six hundred seventy-eight dollars. Because the thing is, as long as you had to be a, a a student at the school, a full-time student, like you're not going to be some like touring professional insano and be a full-time student. Typically, typically, yeah. There's I don't know, but if Brandon Tetloff ends up playing, I think he's the favorite to win nationals, and I think Ferris is also the favorite. Is what I think. But we'll see if that we'll see how that ends up. Uh, what ends up shaking down. But then Ferris State women's team took down the women's over Kennesaw State. They were the only two women's teams there. Brendan Tetloff, shocker, won the event in a playoff over Ryan Messenger. And then Ben Mapes and Jacob Madsen came in third. So there you have it. There's your little dose of collegiate disc golf this week. Uh, Quick side note. End of this week, we are headed to Texas. Dallas, Texas for the Bogey Bros battle. So on Saturday, if uh, if you're in Dallas, feel free to come out and spectate. Root on, root against us, root for your local teams. Um, we'll have the schedule of where we're going to be on Saturday posted. Uh, yeah, we're playing Trinity Falls in the morning. I, I don't know. We'll have the exact time posted, probably sometime around like 8.30. And then we're going to play Harry Myers, Harry Myers at like 2 o'clock, I think. Yeah, so, so it should be a good time. Uh, the teams that we're playing against are already picked out, so don't worry about submitting for that. But if you want to come out and watch, that'll be fun. And then uh, we're going to get a bunch of content while we're down there as well, so... Should be a good time. There's also a Patreon meet meetup going on. Uh, we're gonna Thursday. meet up with some uh, some Patreons. We won't say the course because obviously you gotta be a patron to show up. Uh, Get but, the secret code. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> for the Heiser Club members, we are gonna have a little meetup, play around with them. So that'll be fun on Thursday. We're gonna go to Texas State's course on Friday, get some videos in there, and then Saturday the Bogey Bro battles will make their return. So super excited for Can that. We stay undefeated. Can we stay undefeated? Mm. Uh, mm. If I'm giving yes. my honest opinion, I think I would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my I will. I'm just gonna say like, my game lately is in really good shape. I'm in a good. I'm in a good place going into Texas. The you're putt here. I'm not gonna make any claims about my putt, but I've been throwing really but well. Doubles, you got you're you're you a good doubles. I'm a pretty good doubles because putter. he puts first. And True. also, I th- I already get like way better when we go to Texas, anyways. Yeah, you loosen up. Warm. So you loosen up. You're in shorts. You, Vibes are high. There, yeah. Scores are low. I'm. I think. I think I'm going off at Texas. There we go. Just said it. He said it. <laughs> Texas Trevor. Texas Trevor makes a return. Texas Trevor Thursday is and Friday. Trevor. Texas Trevor Texas is Trev. different. Dude. Texas Trevor is the bestest Trevor. That didn't rhyme. We should make well you play in a cowboy to. hat. Please. Should we both show up in cowboy let's hats? Make, yeah. Let's make uh like you know the bogey bros like rope hats that we have. Let's make bogey bros cowboy, cowboy hats. hats. The same exact, I like, will get I actually saw a TikTok uh yesterday of some guy like getting an authentic like cowboy hat where they're like forming it with the steam and I'm like mm-hmm. I mean I want one. I think I think when we go on Thursday we got to go we, we have to go, go get find yeah, cowboy, cowboy hats. hats and then we wear them to, on the battle on Saturday. They can be expensive. Yeah. They, they can't be. They we'll get all, cheap ones. They also fall off immediately. No, not if you get it formed to your head. So inexpensive one it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you can get one for like. Four we'll bucks. see. We'll see how a the lot of times like in, in Tennessee they'd have like boot barns where it's like buy any pair of boots get any pair free. So really, if we can find a cow uh, hat barn, a cow barn, you can get a pair. Of <laughs> boots if we can find too. a hat, if we can find Should a we hat play in bar- cowboy boots. No, too? if we find a hat barn, then we can just buy one hat and get one free. All right, you buy one hat, I'll get mine free. Sounds there we go. good. There you have it. We'll talk to you all next week.